Yo, what is going on, Napoleon Bonaparte? It's your boy, Jerry, the TR Expert Washington here. General Fitness Company Studio. Today is Friday, April 7th, 2023. And today we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about real strength. I wanted to talk about real strength to kind of put a bow on all the stuff we've been talking about recently. We've been talking pretty much, we've been pretty much talking about all the topics that uh, are involved with like, you know, strength training, uh, your myofascial, we were talking about posture recently. And I wanted to really talk about this uh, real strength because uh, there's a difference between having like huge muscles and actually being strong. I've seen it many times and I'm going to talk about a video that I saw in the episode uh, that demonstrated the difference between strength and uh, muscles. So uh, I think it's really important that we all understand this because it's something that I didn't quite understand until uh, maybe about a decade ago. And I've been training for about 20 years. So I've, you know, been going as an athlete. I didn't really understand it. And, uh, you know, 10 years into training, I didn't understand it until it just kind of came. <laughs> well, actually, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you a quick story in this intro here. Uh, I broke my leg. And if you listen to this podcast, uh, you probably have heard this story already. So I'll keep it relatively short. But I broke my leg back in 2012. And when I broke my leg, I had some serious issues uh, trying to get back. You know, you know, it took me a little while. It was more of a mental thing. You know, it wasn't any longer than and somebody would had would have if they had broken their leg and their foot like I did. Uh, but it mentally kind of got to me because I understood, didn't quite get why I was uh, lifting weights and not getting stronger until I figured out like what myofascial was and what it, the connective tissue is and what that means for your strength. And uh, I don't want to go too much into it. As, as I said, I talked to about this story ad nauseum. So uh, essentially uh, what I found that it's better to be strong in your myofascia as opposed to your muscles. But even more importantly, it's important to have awareness in your pelvic floor. Okay, so we're going to be talking about a specific exercise that I teach my clients as well as uh, something that I do on my own to help me uh, encourage awareness in my pelvic floor and to help me to make sure that I am not doing anything throughout the day that will put me in a compromising position. So if you want to limit your injuries, you want to strengthen your core, uh, you want to learn exactly what it means to have a core, this is the episode for you. So feel free to share it with your friends, family, and loved ones, and anybody else that you are uh, concerned about having a strong pelvic floor. So without further ado, let's go and get this episode underway. Season 10, episode 36, and this one we will call Hard Core. Let's go.
All right, so I want to wrap up what I've been talking about over the past week or two. Uh, we've talked about flexibility. We've been talking about your myofascia compensations and fixing your posture. So we're going to be talking about real strength. You know, uh, obviously I talked about it before with the myofascia. Essentially, you know, uh, there's a difference between a muscle strength and myofascia strength. Uh, if you, <laughs> I actually just watched a video today with this really big bodybuilder guy versus a guy that, you know, kind of regular size, maybe a little bit big, kind of like, maybe a little smaller than your average Instagram model. So he didn't look like he was going to do anything against this big bodybuilder guy. Uh, but he uh, he held his own. And then, in fact, at the end of the video, he ended up uh, beating that big bodybuilder guy. So I want to talk about this because I think it's important that people understand that you don't really need to have big muscles to be strong, especially when it comes to uh, moving your body and actually lifting weights. I said this before. This is essentially how I won the world championship in powerlifting. It wasn't because I was lifting heavy weights, although it was because I lifted a heavy weight, uh, but be, it was because I trained my uh, myofascia and because I trained my core. Uh, myofascia is important. I pretty much beat that horse dead for uh, the time being. We'll probably revisit it later on, but I want to talk about the core because a lot of people don't understand what it is to have a strong core. A lot of people think about your core as being your abdominals, but it's way more than that. Uh, your core is your hips, your abdominals, your lower back is essentially everything that's uh, directly attached to your torso. So uh, you can um, say your hips, uh, not really your quads, you know, it kind of goes down to maybe your pelvic region uh, and then it goes up to your shoulders and, you know, front and back, of course. So a lot of people don't understand that your pelvic floor Yes, I'm going to be talking about the pelvic floor today. Your pelvic floor is the integral part, integral part of your fitness, you know, or of your overall strength, I should say, of your overall strength. So it's important to strengthen your pelvic core or your pelvic floor. And people ask me, like, what is this pelvic floor thing? What does it mean to have a strong core? And I give them this exercise. It's called a pelvic tilt, okay? So I don't have a video, but I'll probably be releasing a video later on this week, so you can check me, check out our YouTube page, uh, but I'll explain it to you uh, verbally right now. So essentially what a pelvic floor exercise or a pelvic tilt exercise is, is you lay on your back with your knees bent and feet flat on the floor. What you're going to do is essentially you're going to try to arch your back, pulling your lower back as, as far as you can off the ground, and then you're going to try to flatten your back. So you're going to try to put your lower back down into the floor. Now, a lot of people end up doing this, or a lot of people try this, and they end up using their abdominal region. They end up like tensing up their abs, and that's how they execute the motion. And that's not what you want to do. You want to think about the area right above your pubic bone, and right below your belly button, that little maybe six inch or so area in between your, you know, your quote unquote private parts and your belly button. That's in, that's where your pelvic floor lies. That's what's attached to your sacrum. And that essentially controls all your movement forward and backward, side to side, et cetera, et cetera. So you want to try to learn how to engage that part of your body. There's so many of my clients that even athletes, they come in here and they do not have any awareness in their pelvic floor. And that is so important to have that awareness because as I said, your pelvic floor essentially controls all your movements. It doesn't necessarily uh, guide your movements, but it controls your movements. So you, if you have a strong pelvic floor, when your body moves, you can have, you can correct or essentially put your body in the right spot because of the fact that you have a strong pelvic floor. 
So you can imagine it, and I've talked about this, I think, very recently. Imagine your body is like a sailboat. And if you have a sailboat that has mass that are too loose, or you won't be able to uh, control your body, you can imagine the mass as being your pelvic floor. Oh, I also I use this uh, analogy uh, with your myofascia, uh, but it's kind of, in this sense, it's pretty much interchangeable. So uh, we can think of that your, your, your pelvic floor as being the mass. If they're too loose, then you can't control your body. If it's too tight, then it's going to be rigid. And when you do have, uh, when you do try to control your body with your pelvic floor, you're not going to be able to move it properly because it's going to be so wound up. You're not going to be able to have that full range of motion. So a uh, loose sail, you know, the wind's going to blow it. You're not going to really go anywhere. On the flip side, uh, if you have too tight of a pelvic floor, and that is a thing too, you know, people do have very tight pelvic floors as well. And I have some exercises for those people uh, that uh, helps them loosen up their pelvic floor, help them disengage because uh, a lot of times it's connected to trauma, but we're not going to go into that today. <laughs> a lot of times it's connected to uh, some kind of physical, uh, most of the time emotional trauma. But like I said, I'm not going to try to get into that today. Uh, that would take a couple hours to talk about. And uh, that's just something that I do. And it's kind of hard to explain how to do it the way I do it. I do it for, uh, observationally. I see pretty much how people are moving. And it's, it's it, it varies from people, so that's why I can't really explain it. So it's essentially... It just know that you can have a tight pelvic floor as well. But the most, of the, most of the times, the case is that people don't have that awareness and have too loose of a pelvic floor. So if you find that you are having like back issues or something like that, you find that you're getting like numbness in your legs or whatnot, it might be, uh, well, if you have numbness in your lower back and your legs, you might be having a little bit of lordosis, which I talked about in our last episode. Uh, but it also might mean that you are to, you're not having that awareness in your pelvic floor and you're using your back mostly for everything. So uh, try that pelvic floor exercise, that pelvic tilt. I think that'd be something that is uh, a very good tool to have in your tool belt. Uh, you can do it pretty much. I think the best time to do it is when you wake first wake up because it helps getting get that synovial fluid moving through your spine, so you can have some uh, relief if you do have back pain, and it has it gives you that awareness. So when you start your day off, you're already engaging your pelvic floor. So uh, you can do this anytime though. You can do it pretty much anywhere. All you gotta do is just lay on your back and tilt your pelvis, arch your back, press your back into the floor, and you do it, you know, maybe three sets, 30 seconds, and I can guarantee you, I'm, I don't normally guarantee, but I can guarantee you, you will feel a definite difference in how you move your body because you'll have that awareness in your pelvic floor and your body won't just be flopping around. So try it out. Let me know how, what you think of it. If you uh, do enjoy it or if you don't enjoy it, uh, feel free to leave a, a comment for me in the uh, comment section on Spotify. I'll ask the question today, have you tried the pelvic tilt? That's going to be the question for the day. So feel free to answer that one. Let me know what your experience was with it. And uh, obviously, uh, as I always say, feel free to subscribe so you can be notified when I release more of these fitness tips or uh, thoughts about health and fitness. And of course, let people know about this. Share it. Let people know what's going on. Help a friend out that may also be struggling with their posture and their pelvic floor. All right. So that does it for today's episode. That does it for the week. I really do appreciate you listening. I hope you're having a good one whenever you're listening. And as always, keep good company.